Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. This word vain literally means, in the Hebrew language, it means empty of meaning, vanity, useless, or trivial. And unfortunately, saints, listen, many people do take God's name and use it as if it's useless, as if it's trivial. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, here's a couple of examples for you. Christian ease. Christian ease, you know, when you're using Christian ease, like, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. When you're using Christian ease like that and you don't mean it, it's empty. You know, when we say, you know, thank God, but we really aren't thanking him, that's taking God's name in vain. It's trivial. It's, it's using. When you say, here's an example, thus says the Lord. Uh huh. When you say, thus says the Lord, I'm watching Christian television the other day, and a TV evangelist, he says, you know, well, thus says the Lord, the Lord is showing me that if you don't send your money to this ministry, we are going off the air. He says, thus says the Lord. And I'm looking at him thinking, bye bye. Oh, man, no, uh, no, 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 you don't want to be throwing around. Thus says the Lord. You don't want to be throwing around. Listen, saints, God told me. God told me, you know, honestly, if if God tells you something, listen to me and listen to me close. Tune in. If God told you something, then please, by all means, say God told you. But if you don't know that you know that you know that you know that you are certain that God told you, then please don't say God told you. You know, I am I am confident God is in heaven saying all this stuff about God. I said, I said, I said, I didn't say none of that. (laughs) People crazy. God said this and God said that anybody ever have somebody come up and give you a word from the Lord that God said all right, that's three of us, but I'll talk to y'all three, okay? Because I know people have done that to me. I remember one time I walked into a church. I think I told you already. I walked into a church, and my first time there, the pastor looked at me, and I guess I don't know what he saw in me. Money. <laughs> Which he was wrong about that word, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 God showed me. Oh, fine. And I, oh, God showed me that, you know, you're supposed to be here and doing the ministry here. 
and God has told me that. And I'm like, first of all, who are you? (laughs) Secondly, I know God didn't tell you that because I don't even live near here. How's that? (laughs) And I know God didn't tell you because I really believe that when God tells you something, he's going to tell me. There's going to be a confirmation thing there. It's not going to be, well, God told you, oh, really? Well, in that case, let me pack it all up. I'm on my way. <laughs> well, I could have had a V8. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, what is that? Well, if God tells you, then God is going to tell me. If, if you don't know, don't, saints, don't do that. And don't go to people and say, God told you you to tell them something and thus says the Lord. Because you know what? Honestly, it's very uncomfortable, and I'm just trying to keep it real. It's very uncomfortable when somebody comes to tell you that the Lord said something. What do you want me to do with that once you tell me that God said it? We can't pray about it. Why pray about something God already said? Are y'all feeling me? Well, we can't. I mean, there's no discussion. I mean, what can we say? There's no questions. There's no prayer because God said it. And if God said it and he told you, well, then what am I to do with that? And that's why it's a very dangerous thing, not only to be putting words in God's mouth, not a good thing, people, but then also you put your brother or your sister in a very compromising, uncomfortable position because they don't know what to do with what God told you. Let's just be careful. And by all means, I'm not disparaging Um, you know, God's ability to speak a word. God does speak. But I could also add to that. He doesn't speak apart from his word. He's not going to tell you something that's just not confirmable, verifiable in his word. He's not going to do that. That's just not God. He said heaven and earth shall pass away. My word will never pass God's not going to change his word to give you a word. It doesn't make sense. So we have to be careful about that. Taking the name of the Lord in vain. Here's another way that we take the name of the Lord in vain. We take the name of Jesus in vain in our culture. Have you ever wondered why when someone stubs their toe, they say, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You You know, I've always wondered, how come they don't say, oh, Hari H. Krishna. Or, you know, oh, Buddha. You know, it's like, oh, Napoleon Bonaparte. I mean, mean, why does that not come up? Why are they always picking on our God? I don't understand that. I believe, here's my speculation. I believe that people use the name of Jesus just throwing it around because they hurt their thumb or they were nailing something. They hit the, oh, Jesus Christ. I think people do that because I believe that that is energized and empowered by the devil himself. What do you mean, Rodney? I mean this. The Bible is very clear that there is power in the name of Jesus. And don't you know? Satan knows that. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 11 says this, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him, what saints? A name which is above what? 
every name, that at the what? Name of Jesus, every knee should bow of the things in heaven, the things in earth, and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that what, saints? That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Saints, there is power in the name of Jesus. And there's power in his name only. There's no other name that has the power like the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus is a beautiful name, not to be used in a curse word. The name of Jesus, somebody once said, is the most beautiful name to ever roll off the lips of mankind. There's power in the name of Jesus. No power in Muhammad, no power in Buddha, no power in Krishna, no power in Oprah. No power in Dr. Phil. Somebody say amen. There's no power in those names. There's no power in any person's name in this room. Not unless you're Hispanic and your name is Jesus. But even that is different. Right? There's power in the name of Jesus. And people take Jesus' name and they use it in vain. People take Jesus' name... And they use it for unintended purposes. Again, what do you mean, Rodney? Well, John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14 reads this. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Listen, if you ask anything, Jesus said this, in my name, I will do it. Now listen, people have taken verses like this one and said, listen, Jesus said, I can have anything at all. All I need to do is tag on his name. So I'd like to have a pink polka dot Cadillac in Jesus' name. And poof, it's supposed to show up because you tag on the name of Jesus at your, in your prayer. As if God is obligated to answer your prayer because you use the name of Jesus. In the Greek language, listen, this word name is a very interesting word because it's onama. If you've been around here, you've heard that word before. O-N-O-M-A. Onoma or onama. And, 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 and it isn't just a title. You see, when you say onama or Jesus' name, you aren't saying a title. You're actually speaking of everything that Jesus is. Everything that he is. He's the savior of the world, the great physician, our strong tower, the healer of our diseases, the captain of our soul, the desire of all nations, the Bible says. He is our redeemer. You see, the name of Jesus, when you use his name, you are asking for things that are in the nature and the character of Jesus or what is in harmony with his will for your life. So you don't tag on the name of Jesus for vehicles and houses and things that are to be consumed upon your own flesh and then say God is obligated to answer because you said in Jesus' name. 
No, we use the name of Jesus for the things that we know are in harmony with the nature and the character of Jesus Christ. We can boldly and clearly say, I pray for the salvation of my brother or my family member in Jesus name. That is in the nature and the character. Are you listening? In the nature and the character of Jesus. We know it's those prayers that God will answer. Is there anything wrong with asking for things? Absolutely not. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. So there's nothing wrong with asking, but in the same vein, we need to let God be God. And when we do ask for these things, we know that God loves us. He's never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. You're his kids. He knows what you need. He knows what will be a blessing to your life. And so you trust him to give you those things that you may desire. And if he doesn't give them to you, it has nothing to do with your lack of faith or your lack of tagging on Jesus name. You understand the Onama in Jesus name, in the nature and the character of Jesus. And people use his name for unintended purposes. We have to be careful. So you use the name. You can take God's name in vain in your speech. Number one, I could talk more, but I got to move on. Secondly, you can use God's name in vain. Point final. Number two, in your lifestyle, in your lifestyle. Now, give me your attention. Keep in mind, when God made his covenant, you know this. When God made his covenant with the nation of Israel, Israel had a responsibility to represent his name to the rest of the world. They became God's people bearing his name to the rest of the world. And they were not to be ashamed of his name. And they were not to malign his name or to slander or to hurt his name. They were to uphold his name as a people called by his name. So when the world looked at Israel, they saw God's people and the world was supposed to get the idea of what God was like because they were looking at God's people. You're with me so far. They were supposed to be a witness and an example, Israel, to the world. So they had a responsibility to have a lifestyle that was consistent with the name. Listen carefully. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you bear his name, when you call yourself a Christian, you are saying to the world, I am a representative of the name. You understand? I'm a representative of Jesus. I'm a representative of God. I'm a representative of the name and your actions and your lifestyle should be a reflection of one who is representing his name. Because remember, it is his reputation that is on the line. You understand? You know, being a Christian is no joke. Being a Christian is not because I live in America, eat mom's apple pie and eat hot dogs and go to baseball games. That makes me a Christian. Or we have in God, we trust on our money. And so I spend the money that must make me a Christian. Oh, you know. No, listen, being a Christian means you are a representative of Hashem. The name. 
and it's important that you represent him appropriately. And I say this with all the love in my heart, with all the love I can muster at this time. If you aren't interested in changing your lifestyle, then please change your name. If you're not interested in changing your lifestyle, oh, I'm going to become a Christian, I'm going to live for Jesus, and you doing your own thing and living any way you want and anything, any sin that you want to be involved in, and it doesn't bother you, you could care less about it, you're not trying to repent, you're not trying to be in the Word, you're not trying to live a godly lifestyle, listen, please, do us all a favor. Change your name. Don't tell anyone that you're a Christian. And I mean that. With all the love, I, I, I mean it. I mean it. It would be better for you, certainly, because if you don't tell people you're a Christian, nobody's going to expect you to act like one. But as soon as you tell somebody you're a Christian, then folks start watching your life. Oh, I don't like it when people watch my life. They everybody need to mind their business. You just get up out of my business. So what? I say I'm a Christian. I don't live like one. Ain't for you. Listen, when you say you're a Christian, everyone has a right to look at your life. It's called being a witness. <laughs> Everybody has a right to examine your life. Everyone has a right because you're saying I'm a representative of him. And if you're a representative of him, well, folks is trying to find out what him is like. And if they look at you, what will they see? And sometimes people, Christians, are hurting the name of Christ more than they're helping it. And so people are looking at your life and going, Christians act like that. I certainly don't want to be involved in that. Well, man, those guys, they don't even have any joy. They're not even happy to be Christians. Look at them. They look like they've been sucking on lemons when they come out of church. (laughs) Baptizing Pickle juice. You know? It's like, look, be a good witness. Be an example. If you call yourself a Christian, then act like one. And it's very interesting because did you know this? The number one cause of atheism is Christians. Isn't that interesting? The number one cause for people rejecting God and not believing in God is Christians. People who confess to be Christians with their mouth, but they deny him with their life. And an unbeliever finds that unbelievable. You confess him with your mouth, but you deny him with your life. Unbelievers find that unbelievable. And so do I. And so should anyone. If we're Christians, we need to Act like Christians. Look, if you're going to really, if you're going to drive like with road rage, please don't put bumper stickers on your car. (laughs) Somebody say amen. Amen. Folks got bumper stickers and personal license plate. Honk if you love Jesus. (laughs) Meanwhile, I just almost ran you off the road, driving 102 miles an hour. You know, I mean, look, get the bumper stickers off and Hey, it's not going to be a good witness. Don't wear Christian T-shirts. That's another big thing. Yeah. You know, Christian T-shirts, you know what I mean? You know, the, the Lord is patient and loving and kind. Maybe you have it on your back and you're standing in Walmart line. And the new training person, they don't get the machines. They just started working two hours ago. 
And you got, well, patient Jesus is patient. <laughs> and the person's taking their, they, they don't know what they're doing. They're getting all flustered and confused. And you're like, huh. <laughs> I got to go. You know that's right. Which is, by the way, I should probably insert this here. This is why I do not like to go to Walmart. I mean, honestly, I'm a good witness. I just don't go there. Okay? I don't, don't go there because I get in the flesh when I go to Walmart. I told y'all, especially around Christmas. I, mom, mom, I, I, I told them, I, I, I don't go to Walmart around Christmas. I can't stand it because people are crazy. And I, get, I become a flesh monster. I just start running down the aisle, pulling stuff down. I just, I can't stand it. But, but this is my way of being a good witness. I don't go there. Amen. Don't go there. But you know, it's important to just be a good witness and loving God. You can take God's name two points. We wrap it up. Two points. Number one, you take God's name in vain with your speech. You understand? Say amen. amen. And you take God's name in vain with your lifestyle. You can. You understand? Say amen. amen. God is very, very, very serious about his name. And so this third commandment, has n- it's not solely don't be cussing. Because people, oh, oh the third, third commandment says don't use bad language. Well, that's not the end of it. Uh, no, don't do that either. But that's not the end of it. It has everything to do with your speech and then also your lifestyle. The, na- the word vain meaning empty, trivial. Don't trivialize God's name on any level. And I'm sure you can come up with, thank you, brother, and you can come up with your own. Plenty of other ways in which we trivialize God's name. God is very serious about his name, so serious of all of the commandments. He says, this one, number three, I will not let you get away with it. I will hold you guilty if you take my name in vain. Very interesting. All throughout the Bible, the name of God. It's a very interesting study. Listen as I close. Here's just a few. Psalm 122, verse 4 says, give thanks to the name of the Lord. Psalm 124, verse 8 says, our help is in the name of the Lord. Proverbs 18:10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Joel 2:32, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what saints saved. You know that one. Micah chapter 4 verse 5, for all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Fast forward to Acts chapter 9 verse 29, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. And then finally, in James chapter 5 verse 14, is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. 
all the way through scripture, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. Let us not from this night forward find ourselves taking the name of the Lord in vain. If you've been doing it, stop. Ask God to help you stop. You don't have to use bad language. You don't have to take God's name in vain. And remember this. I really believe it's Satan's ploy to cause us just to flippantly use the name of God because people get desensitized to it. And then as time goes on, people start thinking, you know, there's no power in that name. There's no salvation in that name because they've just been hearing it used as a curse word. So whatever. Be careful. Ask God to help you. He certainly will do that. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.